Hi, this is Tzemach, and this is going to be a, a solo podcast and a quick one. I'm just going to jot something in with my voice, of course. By the way, I have no idea why every podcast in the world plays bumper music at the beginning. I, f- I find it so annoying. It's just extra exercise for my skip button. But still, it shows you that people are basically parrots and monkeys. They just repeat what everybody else does. But why do you have to play music at the beginning of podcast? No idea. Anyway, so the subject of today's podcast is uh, Jerusalem Consul, which was the first uh, meeting of its kind, a synod. And it occurred in Jerusalem about 4850 Common Era, which is places you about 15, 20 years after the crucifixion of Christ. So right away, it's about the same time as we find ourselves today, 15, 20 years after the passing of the current Mashiach. So uh, significance, it's sometimes called apostolic council because uh, there were several participants in that meeting, who were apostles. And uh, I argue that this meeting may be the most consequential meeting ever held in the world. And what was the subject of the meeting? Hey, what do you know? Mihu Yehudi. They were trying to define who was Jewish, who was Christian, and sort it out. There were opposing sides to this meeting. On one hand, there was Apostle James the Just. On the other hand, there was Paul, Peter, Barnabas, etc. I'll, I'll speak about this later. First, uh, let, let's sort out James the Just. As a matter of fact, let's sort, sort out the name James. James is actually Yaakov. And how does Yaakov become James? Uh, it's a sort of a long etymological history. So first... Yaakov turned into Greek Jacobus. Then it tra- traveled uh, to Latin countries and it, in Italy specifically. And at some point, uh, Jacobus or Jacobus, he became Giacomo. And Giacomo traveled further into Spain and then he split into different dialects. Giacomo became Jaime or Jamie? And from Jamie, you can see it's uh, Jamie is James. That's the development. But uh, also Jamie followed a different dialect and became Iago. And so you get this thing as Santiago. And later on, it turned uh, morphed into one of the most popular Spanish names, Diego. From Iago, it became Diego. Now, why, why, um, uh, why they like Diego so much and Iago in Spain, and you have capital of Chile, Santiago? Well, there's a story to it. Uh, different countries, uh, according to Christian tradition, they have different patron saints. So, uh, 
there were two Jameses. This one, James the Just, that we're going to talk about, he's sometimes called a lesser James or small James. But there was also an apostle which was, might have been older than him, and um, his name was James the Great. So that James the Great, or Yaakov, um, according to the legend, he traveled to Spain to preach in Spain, and he considered to be a patron saint uh, of Spain. Not only that, uh, after his martyrdom, somehow his remains were transported to what is known today as Santiago de Compostela, which is a, a site of major pilgrimage in Spain. So it's not just the name of the capital in Chile, but uh, primary, it's a name of your burial of this uh, great James, Santiago de Compostela. Now, so I call those two, the, the one James we're going to talk about today, he was de facto a rabbi of the Meshichis sect in, sect in Jerusalem. And he, for that, for that matter, he considered to be the, the authority of the religion. So everybody else who came to this Jerusalem council, they came to consult with James the Just. So James the Just, um, maybe later I speak why they call him the Just. I call him just the Tzadik. So for simplicity, I call this James. This James, by the way, is called a brother of Jesus. And what, what is the interpretation of brother? People say maybe he wasn't really a brother. Maybe he was a cousin. Maybe he was a, a son of the a previous marriage of uh, Joseph, the father of Jesus. Nevertheless, they call him a brother. The implication is I don't think everybody agrees. It's not like he called a brother, like, hey, bro. No, he was actually had some kind of relationship to Jesus, and maybe this is the reason that he was the leader of the Meshachistan in Yerushalayim. Now, I call him Yankel Derkleine as opposed to the patron saint of Spain, which was called Yankel der Greiser, and he was, uh, he was, did not have relationship to uh, Jesus, although there were other um, people who were related to Jesus that maybe one of them we're going to speak right now. So um, there was also Derich Agev, by the way. Uh, there was a Thomas and the Thomas is um, also known as unbeliever. And there is actually apocryphal or a book or a sefer or a hymn or poem that was written in Syriac and translated into Hebrew by professor, Russian-Israeli professor Dan Shapira. And I'm going to link up that article that he published uh, in Haaretz. And I'm going to link up to uh, articles that he published in Tablet Magazine. And they're, they're incredible, just like worth reading it. 
Uh, trust me, take a read of some of his articles. Incredible man. Like anyway, we're not speaking of Dan right now. We're speaking of Thomas. Anyway, there is a Sefer which was written in Syriac. Maise Yehuda Tuma, which is a story of this Thomas. It turns out that in this Sefer, there is this apocryphal note that the real name of Thomas was Yehuda, but he was also a twin of Jesus. Hence, his name is Teoma, Teoma. And when this Teoma got translated into Greek, it became Teomas. And Teoma, is, his was a Teom, he was a, a twin of Jesus. That was this, this wild safer goes even further and says that Jesus sold him into slavery to India. He sold his own twin brother, which is obviously some kind of a metaphor for story of Joseph and his brothers. But nevertheless, till this very day, this Thomas, or Tom, the Thomas, is a patron saint of Indian Christians. Okay, this is whole thing is aside. Now let's talk about what happened uh, in this Jerusalem Council. As I said, what do you know? They were talking about Mihu Yehudi, this subject. And what was the question? So let's set up the, 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 the scene of the council, all right? On one hand, uh, there was this uh, James the Just, who was, as I said, leader of the Meshachistan in Yerushalayim. And then came other apostles of his kind who came to lobby him. And I'll describe what they were lobbying about. So first, um, a part of this meeting was St. Paul, also known as Shoal of Tarsus, who actually attended a yeshiva of Rabbi Gamliel. And he was de facto the creator of Christian church as we know it today. Then there was, of course, Apostle Peter, whose real name is Shimon. And then they, uh, uh, then they uh, uh, called him in Aramaic uh, Cephas, which evidently is the name for a stone. And hence it was translated to Greek as, as a Petra, which is Petra is a stone. And hence the name Peter. So he was a shaliach in Antioch and shaliach in Rome. Later shaliach in Rome, and he became the first pope. Now, the apostle Peter also was a shaliach in Damascus and shaliach in, uh, in Antioch. Antioch was uh, a town probably bigger than Jerusalem in its day because when, when Alexander the Great split his uh, or inheritance, inherit people who inherited uh, Melucha or kinship after Alexander the Great passed on, they divided the kinship to different regions. So Iraqi, Syrian territory, um, they were primarily one kingdom. Then there was Egypt and the Greece, etc. So this vast kingdom of Iraq, Iran, was governed from the Antioch, which is uh, in, currently in Syria. And it, it was a very important town. So uh, 
whole had a shlichus in Antioch. And naturally it was uh, very much important town economically and it has a large uh, Jewish community a large and important Jewish community as 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 did many um, capitals Greek capitals of the time like Alexandria etc you know at the time a Jewish population was like 10 percent of that ancient empire uh, most of them were in the Greek speaking countries so, you have this situation um, where he was had his shlichus in the country that was, uh, how should we call it, highly assimilated, in the town that was highly assimilated. So they had an issue with converting of Gentiles and what exactly would it means. Yankel Drekleine, the rabbi of the Meshachist in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, he meant kipshutei de mikre. Uh, you want to become a Meshichist, Bavakasha, have a breeze, eat kashrus, v'cholo, v'cholo, kishteit in the tera. Now, uh, Paul was, as I said, de facto creator of Christian church. W what does it mean? You know, Zizek, uh, I don't, Slava Zizek, I don't like him very much, but he has some interesting ideas occasionally. So one of those things, he always admired Paul, because Paul, in his mind, is not just somebody who is taken with religion per se, but he's like doer, you know, he, he, he does things. He wants to create new religion. So in a way, he finds himself in the time that Chabad finds himself right now. Why? Hey, Rebbe is just a symbol. We don't care about the Rebbe. We don't care about his family. We don't care about anything. Let's get down to business of selling God for big cash. And whatever needs to be done for it, we should do it. And, okay, so let's not be cynical about Paul. Let's say he actually meant to create a new grand religion and was in the middle of sort of building block by block this new world religion, this new uh, operating system that's going to take over the world. New windows, new Apple, new Christianity. That's what Paul was doing. And therefore, like Zizek, when he speaks about him, he admires him for this aspect of his mission. He was a door, he was creating a new religion. Then, of course, uh, it was a Peter. Peter also was a shliach in Antioch. And later, he was a head shliach in Rome and the first pope. Then there was this character also in the meeting, Barnabas, uh, who was born in, uh, in Cyprus, in Kafrisin. He also, like Paul, attended uh, the yeshiva of Rabin Gamliel, but his shlichus was in Milano. So all those shluchim, they came to their rebbe, which was uh, Yankel Derkleine, and they wanted to petition him to loosen up for rules uh, for uh, acceptance of Gentiles, a.k.a. Goim, into uh, a fold of Christians. And beforehand, understanding that James had, as I said, was that you want to become a Christian, you do a bris, 
you have to eat kosher food and you have to observe Jewish religion, kipshute. And a Paul, a Peter, Barnabas, others who were shluchim in far-flung places of the Roman Empire, they found themselves in sort of situation that a lot of shluchim uh, of today have, and that is their congregation is largely not Jewish or to big extent non-Jewish. So they had a big question, like, what do we do with them? So they wanted to transform their religion from a parochial Jewish religion into a world religion. And that's what this meeting was about. And um, obviously there were two things that were very difficult for Gentiles. One was, uh, if you want to be a Jew, you do a bris. That was how Yankel uh, Derkleine, or Yankel Atzadik, or Rebbe, James the Just, that's how they saw, interpreted what needs to be done. And of course, understandably, for Paul, Peter, Barnabas, and all other shluchim, that was a big issue, it was a problem. So they came to lobby the Rebbe, that they should uh, do away with bris, do away with kashras. And the first time uh, this Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noach reared its ugly head. What do you think? We just invented Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noach? No. They're, they're already dealing with this in the uh, 4750s common era, trying to understand how to transform Jewish religion into world religion. And they came to some kind of a compromise. And as a result of that compromise, James the Just forget, forgot his lifelong struggle for Miho Yehudi and was uh, convinced by all those head shluchim to loosen up things. So he wrote the edict, which I think described in the Acts, don't hold me responsible, I don't know much about uh, Christian scripture, so uh, he wrote the following, that first of all, he canceled the breeze. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, no more breeze. Then he loosened up the laws for kashros. He says, uh, you don't need to eat kosher food, kipshute, but no ever minachai, don't eat uh, something that's cut off from a lot of live animals. Don't eat animal that's been suffocated, whatever that means, I'm not sure. Does it actually mean shechita? I doubt it, because then it would be kashros kipshuti. He said you shouldn't eat animal that was sacrificed uh, to, to other gods, which is quite obvious. And you shouldn't eat animal, uh, you shouldn't eat blood of the animal. So, okay, so they gone away with those, those big obstacles on becoming ayid. They gone away with kashros, kipshute, they gone away with bris. So, boom, mission accomplished. Uh, Paul, uh, Peter, Barnabas can go back to their shlichas and start making world religion and start making real money, okay? So, that's what actually happened in uh, the first, uh, uh, first council uh, of Jerusalem. And the, the pivotal moment where the Jewish religion per se no more and it was transformed 
into the world religion that we know and love so much today. So, uh, this is in a nutshell uh, why I want to bring it up, because I think it's relevant to some subjects that we discussed before.